Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. I, I don't know if you've been following what's been going on in Germany. I laughed because I was in Switzerland uh, just two weeks ago. And the unrest was really starting to, to grow on uh, the border, across the border in Germany, which has now seen German farmers who are fed up with their federal government. And it began with a concern about the federal government in Germany saying we're going to reduce the subsidy for diesel fuel for German farmers. That may still be the core issue, although I understand the Berlin government has said, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll phase that in now over three years, which has not satisfied the German farmers. They're out blocking streets and highways, basically shutting down the country. That may be an overstatement. My guest will be able to tell us that. But there's also the issue of, uh, you know, what do you call them? Train drivers now, right? It's not engineers anymore. It's people who drive the trains. They are striking as well. And doctors are striking in Germany. Not a good, not a good scene. Center-left government, more left than center. And uh, now, now Mr. Schultz, the uh, chancellor, is trotting out the left's favorite term. Oh, extremists are taking over the, the farmers' protest. Farmers are farmers. They're not extremists. So we're going to talk about that. And then we're going to find out what the mood is in, among farmers in this country. So I was curious about what's happening in Germany and then thinking, because farmers in Canada have said they're fed up with the Trudeau government because of the carbon tax and because of their fertilizer initiatives. Fertilizer is bad for the climate, says Mr. Trudeau and his sidekick, the environment minister, Giebel. But let's talk about what's going on in Germany. Our good friend, and uh, she's very good to this program, Katja Hoyer. Uh, Katja is a German-British um, journalist, visiting research fellow at King's College in London. She writes op-eds for leading international journals and her new book, Beyond the War, Wall rather, Beyond the Wall, A History of East Germany, 1949 to 1990, is doing spectacularly internationally. How are you, Katja? Yeah, I'm great, Roy. It's, it's uh, superb to be back. Yeah, congratulations on the book. Thank you. Yeah, no, I'm very, very pleased with the way that that's read internationally. So that's put East Germany back on the map, I'd say. Yeah, for an entire ger- generation, it's what's East Germany? But it is, yeah, right. Indeed. And people, people tell me all the time they wish they knew more about it. So yeah. hopefully, there's there's now an opportunity to find out more. No, about no, it. it's a great book. So talk to us, please, about the German farmers who are blocking roads, blocking highways, blocking cities with tractors. It looks like a, a national endorsement for John Deere. Uh, challenging the Schultz government. This isn't just about diesel fuel rebates, is it? No, I don't think it is. I think that's the uh, the trigger, really. That's that's kind of sparked these uh, latest demonstrations and and sort of gatherings of uh, of farmers. But really, they've been saying for years that they can't uh, work under the current conditions as it is. They're not making enough money. Um, I mean, those that aren't self-employed, so those who basically work in the sector, they are on about 19,000 euros a, a year. That's that's way below average um, income. In fact, that's kind of on a par with, with minimum wage, pretty much. So, you know, it's, it's basically economically unsustainable as it is. Um, and now that the government has basically tried to uh, remove some of the existing tax cuts on on diesel and, and vehicles, uh, that's sort of, you know, given the last little spark to what was already quite a, a tinderbox of, of uh, disaffection with the government. 
Yeah, I, I don't want to pigeonhole anybody, but I, I, I think that farmers might be the least likely people to, to demonstrate as the German farmers are because they're so busy doing what they're doing. They work from from sun up until well after sundown most days. It's a, it's a difficult, difficult job. So we also had a situation where the vice chancellor of Germany was blocked from stepping off a ferry while returning to Germany from vacation. To do that really has to, to me anyway, it signifies a massive anger. And um, yeah, talk to us about that, please. Yeah, I mean, that was hugely controversial precisely because, as you say, he was on holiday on a, on a little island in the North Sea, presumably thinking he could kind of get away from it all over Christmas and New Year, and, and that just wasn't happening um, because effectively on the way back, his ferry was um, not just blocked from landing on the mainland, but also nearly uh, sort of stormed by the, by the people demonstrating there. And it was only a small group, around 300 or so, um, but there was a real fear, you know, around the security of of the minister um, on on board Robert Harbeck. Um So that's been condemned pretty much uh, wholesale. I think in in terms and words that weren't particularly helpful. So the minister for agriculture, for example, so the person actually responsible for the sector, um, spoke of the the wet dreams of uprisings that are going through the heads of some people and called the the people who were there fanatics. Um, and whilst that you know, one could argue about the rights and wrongs of of the method of um, of protest that they've chosen there. Um, I don't think language like that is helpful. It's going to inflame the situation further, and I think it has. Yeah, wet dreams of fanatics. That's that'll settle people down down right away. <laughs> what, what's the public opinion generally in Germany? So you have the German people who are really disrupted by all of these tractors everywhere, blocking roads, blocking cities. But the German people also support, I would imagine, their farmers. So, so where's where's public support coming down? Well, I think it's, uh, on the whole, people seem to be more positive about this kind of thing compared to uh, you know, sort of climate activist um, action where they stick themselves to roads or, or kind of you know smear tomato soup over over paintings and things like that. Because people realise, I think, there's a genuine uh, kind of almost existential fear of the farmers. Um, behind this, you know, they, they simply cannot work under the conditions um, that they that they currently fa- face economically. And I think people understand that it's not just the farmers themselves, but also, in, you know, this is about food security, about making sure that, that agriculture and food production is sustainable in the long run. And I think because of that, people feel it's directly to do with them and not just with the farmers themselves, uh, which is why support's higher. And it's interesting to look over to the Netherlands, for example, where these kinds of protests have been going on since since 2019. And I think there was the hope by the by the Dutch government that they would eventually stop um, because of the lack of public support. Uh, but in fact, the the people are largely still behind um, those uh, demonstrations, even though they've been going on for so long and, and have been quite disruptive. Um, and as you mentioned at the beginning, other sectors are striking too. Um, so I think there's a genuine feeling that something isn't working quite right, and that's that's why people can sympathise with the with the farmers. So where's this where's this going? Gotcha. You're right. It started with the the, the farmers in the Netherlands. It actually probably started with the Freedom Convoy of truckers in, to Ottawa, which resonated in Europe. But where's this going in Europe? 
I mean, that's a good question because um, the government has already tried to row back a little bit in that it's taken uh, one of the two measures back. The vehicle tax um, exemption is kind of back in place and the uh, tax on, on diesel has been um, sort of staggered, as you said at the beginning, over, over a few years. Uh, but I think even if they were to roll back uh, those measures completely. I think the sort of genie is out of the bottle a little bit with this in, in the sense that, you know, this is anger that has been boiling under the surface for years. As you say, farmers are incredibly busy people. This is also not just a job to them, but a whole lifestyle often over generations. So they're, they're not necessarily easily moved into action like this. But I think once it's, you know, kind of unleashed something and they, they gain a sense of you know, being heard, a sense of satisfaction of getting their their problems across finally, because they now have a f- public forum. I don't really see this subsiding anytime soon, unless something seriously changes. Because ultimately, the problem is still there that you have a government that is trying to implement um, action on climate change very quickly, which also makes farming more difficult and more expensive, without actually supporting the farmers at the same time. And that conundrum isn't going to to go away any time soon, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it, the potential for broader, wider unrest in Europe is, uh, is, is very clear. Katja, thank you so much. Uh, the book, Beyond the Wall, A History of East Germany, 1949 to 1960, by our guest, Katja Hoyer. Thank you, Katja. Thank you. Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen, yeah. I was talking. I was speaking Schweizerdeutsch when I was in in Switzerland two weeks ago. So here I am talking to Swiss people as I'm talking to you with my Canadian accent, and then I switch <laughs> into into Schweizerdeutsch with no trace of an accent, any any Canadian accent. I'm I sound like somebody from the city of Bern, which is where I, where I lived which until I was fourteen. Means I wouldn't understand you anymore. So <laughs> no, you wouldn't. Absolutely, you wouldn't. People ask me, would German people understand what you're saying? I said maybe one word out of five. <laughs> Thank you, Katya. Thank you. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.